0: I would say look at whatever your strengths and talents are when it when it comes to real estate or even just business in general and leverage that to partner with people who can provide value to you.
1: It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate
0: investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now
1: here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. No experience, never reg- Had a rental, and then the very next day, he's a part owner in 138 units. And we want to talk about his journey because it took him two months I mean, two years of like banging his head against the wall. Raise your hand if you know what it feels like to bang your head against the wall. What I mean is, you're excited about real estate, you want to be in real estate, you want to do something in real estate, you know that everybody's telling you you ought to do something in real estate, and for two years, you're just not successful. Joseph was there one day and for 2 years he banged his head against the, the wall. Here's what he was doing wrong. He thought that he had to wear every hat. I got my biker hat on today. <laughs> a pedal bike hat. Not not a road a met uh you know not a motorbike hat. I got my pedal bike hat cuz I'm a I'm a pedal bike geek. But we're not talking about these kind of hats. We're talking about all the freaking hats that you need to wear if you're going to be successful in business or in life or in real estate. And he used to think that he was gonna to have to do all the parts. And so he, he just kept running into that wall and, and hitting a dead end. And he felt like he said to himself something to the effect of, I should be able to do this. Like, I'm just as smart as everyone else. I'm just as, as brilliant. I have just as many connections. I should be able to do this, but what's going on? And I, I, I have a feeling that if you're listening, you may have experienced this same question. Why, am I, why have I been doing this for six months or two years and I'm just banging the head against the wall? So let me tell you a little bit about Joseph. He's a great guy. He's a friend and he's a member of our mastermind, our coaching program called Raising Money Boardroom. It's a boardroom about how to attract capital, right? So we, we talk about uh, getting in front of investors, getting investors on your list, managing your investors and calling the capital. So Joseph's a a friend and and a member of our our group, and he's a founder of the Abundant Culture Podcast and the Abundant Culture Company, which is an investment company as well. So we're going to talk about how he found out something that I tell everybody not to do. You've probably heard this before. Adam Adams always says, don't let the blind lead the blind. Joseph was letting the blind lead the blind for two years. And then when he finally tweaked it and did what we're gonna share with you on this episode, when he finally tweaked that, he closed in just three months the 138 doors. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to find a way to listen to this episode, to check it out and to take it all in because you're going to learn something that's gonna help you go from zero to 138 doors in three months. So, all everything that you've done until now, don't worry. We're going to solve it. Joseph, is there anything that I'm missing about your bio that you think is going to help when it, we talk about wearing less hats, when we talk about being able to work with other people to get deals done
0: um honestly i I think you hit the nail right on the head honestly i i'm just the guy who wants maximum results with the least amount of effort so that's how i kind of stumbled upon the strategy that i use for not only real estate investing but everything that i do in business
1: maximum results with little effort if you if you resonate with that this is the show for you so let's let's talk a little bit about how you were trying to wear all the hats and that aha moment that after a couple of years of really struggling that aha moment that kind of changed everything for you let's start there
0: yeah so I believe that it was a culmination of a few au- aha moments. And I think one of the aha moments, and I think it was one of the most important was that I was listening. I, I like to listen to just a, a bunch of entrepreneurs uh, speak, really successful guys like, you know, Richard Branson, Jesse Isler, people like that. And the common denominator that I believe is within all successful entrepreneurs in any endeavor Is that at one point in time, they knew nothing about the field that they made millions or billions of dollars in. Like everybody at some point in time was new. And I think a lot of people try to have a hard time trying to bridge the gap between I'm this newbie to I'm this guy who made millions of dollars in this field. And I believe that's a very hard transition and I believe that it's a hard transition for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that, honestly, there's a, a self-worth component to it that I believe that like you may feel like, oh, because I don't have this degree, these accolades, these connections, this amount of intelligence in this area, that I'm not worthy of having a hundred units, or I'm not worthy of having. Businesses and managing several employees and different things of that nature. So, you have to really change your belief system about being worthy of something or not worthy of something. And I think one of it, part of it came when I heard this quote by Richard Branson. And he said that if somebody gives you an opportunity, say yes to the opportunity first and then try to figure out how to actually deliver. On that later. And that's such a scary thing to do because before raising capital for this syndication, I technically had never raised capital. Well, I've raised capital, like verbal commitments, but I never actually had to be like, hey, wire the money, <laughs> you know? So that can be a very nerve wracking experience. But I was going around and telling people, hey, I want to invest in real estate. This is the type of real estate that I want to invest in. These are the type of numbers that I want to see, the type of returns, blah, blah, blah. And people were like, oh, cool. Like, Let me know if you find a deal and blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. Uh, I'll put this much in or I might invest this much. And when somebody, one of my friends, John, brought the deal to me, that's when I started, you know, taking it to people and saying, hey, like, here's what we got. And naturally, what most people who are new might not realize is that if you think you're gonna raise four hundred thousand dollars on your your first deal, if if that's the number you have in mind, you might want to cut that in half at least because that's the real number. The half of that is probably the real number that you're gonna raise. But what I was surprised about was that when it came to multifamily, it's what a lot of people don't realize is that it is truly a business. Like there, in a business, and usually in, in a small business, not only do you have the owner, the founder but you have a manager you might have an hr person you may have people who do different jobs in in the in the business and i think what i've seen a lot of new people trying to get into real estate or any business try to do is they try to do everything themselves and it's really not possible because you're competing with people who have 7 eight, nine, 10 people on their team or even more. So it's like, I don't care how hard you work. It's kind of hard to outwork 10 people. So that's one of the things I found is that I was trying to outgrind and out-hustle everybody. But I was trying to outgrind and out-hustle people who had, one, they had teams, two, they had resources, and three, they had way more experience and knowledge than I did. So instead of competing with those guys What I decided to do is say, hey, what if I could just bring a small, minute amount of value to them? Then I could partner with them. Then I could leverage that experience to do other things, you know, bigger deals and things of that nature. And that's what I really did. I doubled down on instead of creating instead of going after assets i started going after partners and then when i did that when i made that mind shift all of a sudden different assets and capital started to you know attract to me so it made my job a whole lot easier because i think in real estate a lot of newbies try to focus on too much of the asset and not enough on the people within the business that make the asset actually work.
1: Awesome. I've got so many notes and I want I want to share with the listener kind of what I heard and some of the quotes that you shared that I think need to be highlighted. So it it was first, we need to change our belief systems. The second thing is say yes and then figure it out. Branson or or Brunson, it was Branson said okay. first say yes and then figure it out. And you were at one point Here's the first quote that I want to point out. You're afraid to say, "Hey, why are the money?" Yeah, and I get that and I think that the listener gets that because all of the parts of raising money sound sexy, they sound wonderful, they yeah. sound awesome, but that one part does put a frog in our throat. Hey, like <laughs> why are the money how How do I ask that? How do I say that?" And you were able to overcome it. then I wanted to share, you said, don't try to do everything yourself. Brilliant words, brilliant words. And you even shared that a few examples of others who have really crushed it in an industry where they said that they didn't know anything about that industry before they crushed it in that industry. I remember, I think, I think that it was a Ford, Henry Ford quote or uh, story Whereas somebody came and asked him about like an engine or a car part or something like this. And he, he, and he goes, I don't know. And they're like, you own the thing. You don't know. And he's like, I have people that I pay that know that. Like why does, why do I have to, I don't have to be the expert in anything. I just have to be able to manage it. And that is a mindset shift change that I think will benefit the listeners when we, realize we don't have to do it ourselves yeah and you said another thing is you don't want to compete with everybody else who has the four big things yeah you don't want to compete with them that they have the four big things what are the four big things they have a team they have resources experience and knowledge team resources experience and knowledge team resources experience and knowledge so you're you there's a listener many of them i'm sure that are thinking that they need to have the blind leading the blind and they're they're thinking no i'm excited about this you're excited about this one of us paid for a coaching program or we did a coaching program together yeah we are square <laughs> and then and then they realize that they still run into issue they, yeah. there's there i remember going to an event in Boston, where there was 1,200 people there. And I remember it being said that it was one of the more elite of the events that are held within the organization. And I, and I also remember only being able to meet about four people that were doing anything. And I thought to myself, why is it that there's 1,200 people and there's only four? That's, I'm pretty sure that's less than 1%. Yeah, I'm not a mathematician. But if we do the math four over 1200, it's small. (laughs) And And I start thinking, why is that? Why are they having those issues? Why are they doing the coaching program, but they're not closing the deals. And I think that what you've shared solves the problem. Change your belief system, say yes, figure it out later. Don't try to do it by yourself. Don't go against teams. Don't try to acquire a deal against a team that's been doing this for years and already has the relationships, the resources, the team, the experience, the knowledge. And then I loved the next thing that you said. Instead of going after assets... I'm gonna I'm gonna remember this quote and and you you gotta make you know one of those like I don't think they're called gifs or emojis they're called something oh yeah yeah the gifts. it's like a photo of you and you're really handsome and it's you and then you've got like this elegant like wording on the other side of it where it's in quotes this is what you ought to put on there instead of going after assets dot dot dot. I started going after partners, dot, dot, dot. It made it a whole lot easier. Yeah. And because that's going to inspire other people to realize that when we're in acquisitions mode, when we're just trying to, we're, we're thinking about just the properties, we're neglecting the team. Or yeah. if we put the team together, it's the blind leading the blind team. And where does the blind go if they're led by the blind? I think nowhere, or maybe yeah, off a nowhere. cliff. Yeah, off <laughs> a cliff. So, <laughs> so with with you, I mean that's I love that quote, and I hope I hope you do create one of those. I don't somebody who's watching Facebook right now, please tell me what that's even called. Is it a GIF? Is it an emoji? Is it is it maybe it's a meme? I don't I, used, I don't know. I used to what call it a GIF, it. but a GIF. I, I, I' yeah, because I was like. All right, everybody uh, who's watching, tell me what that dang thing is called because we need to make sure that Joseph creates one cuz that was brilliant. Instead of going after assets, I started going after partners. It made my life a whole lot easier.
0: Absolutely.
1: All right. <clears throat> so, we're talking about the real takeaway here is that you were speaking to team, a team or a couple of teams. Yeah. And someone had an opportunity where you didn't have to be the blind leading, the blind managing the property all by yourself. Yeah. You know what that does for your past investors?
0: Well- Protects them, right? Absolutely.
1: So let's let's talk a little bit about the idea of, and from your words, what are all the things that it solved for you to stop trying to wear all the hats? Try to list a few things that it really solved for the listener.
0: Yeah, honestly, it solved- a ridiculous amount of problems because I think a lot of people listening to this podcast they might have big goals like they might say oh one day I want to own 500 1000 2000 units or whatever the case may be and I think that's a really cool goal however I I always try to ever since I found out you know to look for partners in our assets so much what I think about is I think in terms of scale so I think about it as, okay, if it takes me, if it takes me, let's say it takes me four hours a day to manage a team or to to manage a 200 unit property or whatever the case may be, like four hours a day. How am I gonna get to 2000? Because there's only like 24 hours in a day. And if I multiply that 200 times 10, I'll get to 2000. But it already took me four hours. That's 40 hours. And I know that I'm, I'm using like kind of, you know, out there numbers or whatever the case may be. And they don't necessarily have to be real numbers. But I look at how much result I'm getting out of the time that I'm expending on something. And if I'm spending a lot of time, but I'm not getting a lot of result, then, you know, a lot of people could get frustrated and think of this thing as being something that is hard. And this is a conversation that me and my wife had the other day, a lot of people think that uh, a lot of things have to be hard work. And I do believe hard work has its place. But whenever I think Every, every time I think something is hard or, oh, if I say, oh, this is so hard or this is so difficult, this is hard work, I always stop and pause and ask myself, why is this hard? Because a lot of people just think that it's hard and their brain doesn't necessarily look for any solutions for why it's hard. And what, you, what happens is, is when you think about why something is difficult for you, When you actually meditate on that and really just think about it, what starts to happen is your brain starts to figure out why this is difficult for you. And when you figure out why something is difficult for you, you can put systems and teams and fail safes in place to make that job easier. Like, there's a lot of people who are in real estate, and my my pastor at my church kind of says that you know th- there's a lot of people who are working really hard, but they're trying to chop down this tree with a really dull axe. Well, if you just spend some time sharpening the axe it then try to chop it, try to chop down a tree, you'll get a lot further. And I think a lot of people just don't necessarily think in in, in terms of sharpening your 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 team or sharpening your your skill set so that when you do have to put in work, that work is effective and it's efficient and it actually brings in dollars. So that's really what I just think about in terms of like just stepping back and seeing the the business or the machine as a whole because i don't want to be fixated kind of like harrison uh, henry henry ford when somebody asks him about a certain specific part in the engine it, it's not really your job to to know everything every little minute detail of the job i think it's your job as the as the 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 syndicator or the investor to be able to step back and look at how it operates as a whole because there's people out there that you could partner with who are excellent capital capital raisers you know and you might have seen them do deals and you work with them on deals and and maybe they but they suck at finding deals so it's like if you if you like finding deals it's like hey you know there's this deal i've seen you raise capital for deals just like this you want to partner on it uh with me and you you create what's called synergy. And synergy is really when two things kind of uh go together to form something that's greater than the individual parts. So synergy is not one plus one equals two. Synergy is one plus one equals three. It it's greater. You've uh perform a a greater outcome than you could individually. And that's really what I look for in all the partnerships and everything that I do is like, who is one of the best in the world at this? And how can I put them together with the best in the world at that? And uh, one of my friends uh, says it the best. Um, when, and and I actually got this this ideology from somebody else. His name is Daniel Kwok. He's a real estate investor, has a YouTube channel uh, that's doing really, really well. And I think he has... Uh, he, owned, he owns 75 Doors, but he has a bigger percentage of those 75 Doors. And he's really young in his 20s. And what he said, and and this is the same thing that he kind of taught me, what he said is pertaining to music is that I don't have to know how to play the, the bass guitar, the cello, the flute, the drums, but as a business owner, I want to be a really good orchestrator. And I think that's something that, all people listening to this, whether they're in real estate, whether they're in residential, commercial, uh, or whether you know they do land, whatever the case may be, I really feel like that's something that everybody could take away. You can be the orchestrator of a team without necessarily knowing everything there is to know about a team. There's aspects of my business that I have no clue about. Like, absolutely no clue. Like, I have employees who are way better than me at a lot of different things way better like i i couldn't do half the job that they do but we all reap the benefit of that because there's things that i can do that they can't do so it's really looking at these separate parts and trying to put them together i think as an entrepreneur you're a problem solver and i think your your main goal should be to put the puzzle together it and and i think too many people want to take credit for putting the whole puzzle together by themselves, as opposed to, hey, um, I got this piece, you got this piece, let's work together, put them together to form something great. And I think if you can kind of let your ego step aside a little bit, and just care about the the end result, the value that you bring to the market, you'll ha- you'll be able to basically scale a lot higher than you would have been by yourself because you, you just have a team around you. Like if, if me and you work together, instead of having 24 hours that I could work, I, I now have 48. And if you bring in another guy, you know, that's another, oh, I suck at math. That's what 72. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 72. So that's 72 hours that we could work with in just a day. You can't do that as an individual.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down. 72 hours, uh, and I wanna I wanna kind of just take, give you my take, give the listener the takeaways that that I got from that because I think a lot of them are really really good. Um, and then we're gonna jump jump into the final five. The final five questions, my very favorite part, because I think that we add a ton of uh, value, like actual value, directly to the listener during the Absolutely. final five. Where um, there 's a lot of value here, and it 's a lot of stories, the final five is going to be uh, epic so let's we 'll dive into that here in a second, but let me kind of go over what I think I heard so you one of the things is if it takes me four hours to get x, how would I ever get y? If it yeah. takes me four hours a day to get this one thing that I want, how would I even possibly be able to get this? other goal that I have. If I'm going to be doing it by myself, I'm going to run out of time. I'm going to run out of day. I'm going to run out of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you were talking about sharpening your skills. You talked about your pasture and, uh, and how he talked about the axe and um, how important it is for us as business owners. And I think this gets missed a lot, especially within real estate a lot of people uh they they go away from the business stuff when they do real estate, and that's why there's so many people that have a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, but I loved I loved how you shared sharpen your skill set just like the axe. You talked about synergy. Um I'm I'm listening to, to you talk about, you know, the 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 sum is greater than the uh the the, the actual outcome is greater yeah. than the sum of the parts, right? Yeah. And I want to talk about like Something that I see a lot of people wanting to do when they want to control it, when they want to have like a hundred percent ownership and and they 're the only one the buck stops here, yeah they kind of are they 're kind of jumping in with these grapes and they 're like, "Oh my gosh, I need to get a grape, and it takes them forever to get a grape yeah and then finally, they have a grape, they can eat the grape they 're hungry pretty quick after that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. with, within these grapes, they're, they're, they're trying to do it all on their own to get a grape. And you're talking about having just a sliver of a watermelon, just a sliver of a watermelon. Absolutely. And so, so you, you work really hard to get one entire grape or you work just really smart to get a sliver of a watermelon. The sliver of the watermelon is always going to be bigger than the grape. Absolutely. And people forget to think about this. People neglect trying to dive in and say like no, I don't want to share this with someone else. Like and then you you talk about the 72 hours. You talk about, you know, if if it's you working, you you can put in this much. And what some people have said is, well, if I have somebody else working with me, then we're going to, then when I get a deal, I'm only going to have half of that. And I don't want half of it. And, or if I have a third person helping me, I'll only get a third of it. And what I've noticed is there is a happy medium. I mean, too big a team, like might, you might not want to grow too fast, but you also can't do it on your own. Absolutely. Right. So with what you said, if you have the right size of team, two or three people, you can get, a lot more work done and that synergy is going to happen. So let's take a quick break for the final five and we'll be right back. This episode of the Creative Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by both you and brought to you by the show itself. And we just wanted to say thank you, Jason. I really appreciate having you as a listener. And we have an ask. We've got a quick ask. If you have i uh, been listening to the show for a little while. You love the show and you haven't taken the time to leave a rating and a review. I just wanted to ask to see if you wouldn't mind uh, going into iTunes and doing a written review as well as a rating. Um, so that's our only ask. Let's get back to the show. And we're back with Joseph Mims, my friend, member of the boardroom, great guy, podcast host, and owner of 138 Units. Uh, Joseph, what is a book you recommend?
0: I absolutely love this book called Flip the Script by Oren Clough. I think, honestly, if you're raising money, honestly, if you have any type of business whatsoever that sells anything, whether it's a product or a service, I think it's a really good book to read uh, because it talks about the art of pitching without actually pitching because products nowadays, products and services nowadays, They are bought, they're not necessarily sold. And what that means is that people historically, you know, a lot of times they don't like to be sold to, but if you can prime them and put them in a state of mind that will allow them to make the best buying decision, hopefully that's your product and service, then uh, you'll get a lot of business that way. And I've actually used it to raise capital myself, the framework that he has, and it works like a charm.
1: Yeah, Oren Klaff, or I'm not sure how to say it, actually. Um, but he, um, he wrote also Pitch Anything. So Pitch Anything, Absolutely. and then the one that you recommended as well, Flip the Script. Um, for anybody who's looking to raise capital, uh, these are essential. These two books are really going to benefit you. Absolutely. Um, all right, the second question that I have for you today is, what's your, the, the, your biggest win of the week? Just of this week, what's really the biggest win that you've taken away?
0: Honestly, uh, my, I think my biggest win, um, and it's sad that this is my biggest win this week, but my, my biggest win is somebody had brought me a deal. And because I, I basically uh, invested in my education and I learned how to read financial statements such as p and balance sheets, I was actually able to point out to them what was wrong with the actual deal. Um, and basically told them that, you know, I wasn't going to do it because the deal wasn't all that great when you looked at the financial statements, but also probably save that guy who was, uh, a lot, uh, a lot newer than me from probably doing a really bad deal. So I, I consider that a win because, uh, real estate is not as easy as people think. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Thank you. What's what's a challenge that you've recently
1: overcome in, in your multifamily business?
0: uh well a, a big challenge that i overcame going back to uh raising capital um uh, you know i uh, prior to now basically I, I didn't consider myself the best capital raiser i mean i i was able to raise small amounts of capital but it wasn't like i'm, I'm not the guy that was bringing in millions of dollars uh but just from basically um uh, leveraging social media and just telling people what it is that I do, I was actually to bring able to bring a lot more capital into my network than I had prior uh, to this. So now, you know, I, I do have access to way more capital than I did before. And it's just because I was kind of quiet before. But now I say, hey, you know, I'm looking at a deal. Can't tell you guys too much. But here's uh, like, you know, some of the numbers that I'm looking at. And investors love like, they love that, you know, and they'll, they'll contact me on social media and say, hey, what are you doing? Uh, you know, how can I help? And I've, that's how I've been attracting investors lately. So that was a big challenge that I overcame.
1: Great. And for anyone listening, one thing that we do at Raising Money Boardroom, as well as Raising Money Summit, Raising Money Summit comes every year. So it doesn't really matter when this episode comes out. We're, it's always the first weekend of October every single year right so this would be the third annual and they'll we'll, we'll always keep doing them and also raising money boardroom our our group is we talk about how to utilize social media legally um we have actually one of our members is an attorney as a securities attorney and we have another member who's a uh um a real estate attorney so it's kind of cool in that in that group you get a lot of free advice but um when we, what we really talk about is what can you do on social media and then once we know that what can we do we show you exactly like how to do it better how to how to get more engagement how to get in front of more people so I, I, I feel like that is essential based on how you were talking about the social media it's yeah. essential to share that um, that there's a right way and a wrong way Absolutely. and in the group and at the summit we really Go into that um, because it it can be tricky.
0: Um, yeah, it can for
1: sure. Question number uh, five: What's one thing that uh, brand new listener can do in order to take their real estate business to the next level?
0: Love it. So I would say look at whatever your strengths and talents are when it when it comes to real estate or even just business in general. And leverage that to partner with people who can uh, provide value to you. So, for example, if you're really, really good at networking, uh, one thing I always used to say to people is, I will walk up to you know a guy that's way more experienced than I would that um, than I was at the time, and I will say something along the lines of, "Hey, you know, I'm uh, you know trying to get into real estate, been networking a lot, uh, but I haven't necessarily found." Uh, any deals, and it's probably because of people like you are in the market, if I can bring capital to, you know, your next deal, will we be able to work together in some type of way? Literally, I've never heard anybody say no to that. <laughs> and even if it's a small amount of capital, like 50 grand or something like that, you're still building a track record for yourself that will allow you to raise even more capital. Because one of the things that things that make capital, raising capital a lot easier is people knowing that you've done it before. um, And it makes a lot of the next investors a lot more comfortable as opposed to somebody who's never raised anything before. So just use whatever your talent is to start gaining a track record. If you're really good on on, um, the deal side, but you're not good on the capital raising side, start, you know, networking with people who you've seen actually raise capital and, um, you know, leverage their expertise. So I think it goes back to building that team. Because in business, uh, what, what I've always been taught is the question isn't what, it's always who. It's not what needs to be done, it's who can I partner with, who can do this thing for me, who already has a track record of being successful in this aspect of business.
1: I've gotten a lot of value, I hope the listener got value. If you're live on Facebook right now, and or if you're watching the replay um please share uh if you got value from this episode just put hashtag value um and then joseph remind the listener how if they're listening to this how could they find your show and then once you do that how do they find you and get a hold of you
0: Yeah, so I'm on Facebook under uh, Joseph Mims. I am on Instagram under I am J Mims. Uh, I am also on LinkedIn under my name, Joseph Mims. Why didn't you choose someone else's name on LinkedIn? Choose someone else. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry, bad joke, bad joke. All right, so
1: how do they find your podcast? And then what's the single best way for them to find you?
0: Absolutely, so uh, you can find my podcast on my website, which is abundantculture.co.co, not .com, uh, just .co, uh, abundantculture.co. You can find my podcast there and as well as other stuff that I um, may be working on at the time or doing. And the best way to get into contact with me or my team is to uh, basically just, you can email us at info at and you can just email us. And we also have a newsletter on our website that you can sign up for. We give financial tips and whatnot. So,
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I uh, love this episode. I think a lot of people are gonna get value out of it. And again, if you're on Facebook and you did get value out of it, just put that in. And if you're on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show and if, if it's adding value to you and what you're trying to accomplish